Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, thank you for joining us for Everything Under the Sun, the AccuWeather podcast. I'm your host, meteorologist Regina Miller. I'm joined in the studio now by Andy Robb, my producer, and also Paul Pastelock, who does our long-range forecasting here at the AccuWeather Network. So, Andy, we're pretty excited to have Paul in here. He's always a great guest. Always. Always yeah. great to have him in. And, of course, summertime. Are you really? Right around, we are. Are you faking oh, wait, this? Wait, wait. Are you faking like, this like we did off the off hey, air? Hey, Since uh, you were sitting in here listening, we were, like, really trying to, like, gear mm-hmm. it up. Like, oh, we love Paul. Okay. Paul's our favorite guy. This is, like, your 15th <laughs> appearance on the show. So We keep is having you back. So you're all right. See, I have. To, I don't even know. I can't remember anything. That's why I have to bring my cheat sheet for last year. In All here with for the me. weather from oh, last year. I can't remember what I did last <laughs> week. So yeah, summer right around the corner, and uh, AccuWeather's 2019 summer forecast now available. So Paul's here, and he's going to talk about it. Right, it's my favorite forecast. I love the summer. For- well, because it's summer. So I you're love a warm summer. person. You're oh, a warm person. absolutely, absolutely. Love the warm weather. Now last year it was like tropical. Mm-hmm. It was like too hot in the northeast and too wet because it was just raining all the time. But you know what, Paul, before we jump into this year's summer forecast, can we talk a little bit about some of the anomalies from last year's forecast. Yeah, the thing about last year was is that if you look at the actual readings, the departures that ended up at for the three month, June through August, in the east, they weren't very high. They were just slightly above normal in a lot of spots mm-hmm. to near normal. But it was the nights that were so warm that people were using incredible amounts of cooling devices. Your, your fans and, and your air conditions were on constantly throughout the night so there's a lot of energy use last year from the tennessee valley ohio valley into the mid-atlantic and northeast um in fact just an example uh atlanta had 115 days above 70 degrees and they normally uh are around 73 for the uh summer season so i mean they were way above and so that just gives you an idea of how much energy use so it was just the muggy conditions the cloudy conditions the wet weather Mm-hmm. Um, that just basically kept those nighttime lows up. So it felt kind of sticky uh, throughout the summer. Given that kind of perception that it was a really warm summer, for some it wasn't when you look at the numbers. Well, and I think that's that, that's the thing about it. It was like it was soupy. Like I don't mm-hmm. remember a lot of days where it was like sunshine, nice, and that kind of heat. Yeah. It was that sticky, muggy kind of, and that led to really high rainfall amounts in many locations. It did. Right? It did. We had a good uh, setup uh, from the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic, both combined, to just continue to bring in the moisture that continued from the spring season all the way into the summer. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was like every other day we had rain up mm-hmm. here in State College. And so it was tough to plan things. It was tough to do things outside uh, or at least even your vacations. But for us, we have a pool. So we were in the pool. It was so soupy. We stayed in the pool all the time. We just got that 15, 20-minute yeah. window. We got in before the thunderstorm hit, and then we got out. That's right. basically how we did it. So right. so it was kind of pluses and minuses, I think, on the summer season last year. Right. Now, what are we looking at 
for this summer. First, first off, before we get into it, tell me about some of the components that are going to be affecting this pattern for, or you know, what the pattern is going to be, I should say, for the upcoming summer season. Well, the main component is how much wetness we've seen so far this spring in the middle of the nation. We've had flooding, uh, lots of rain, thunderstorms, the severe weather uh, totals that just continue to add up. Uh, uh, I think the preliminary report for tornadoes uh, in April was 277 or 265, somewhere in that area. That's pretty high. So that wet weather will kind of hold back long, prolonged, extreme temperatures in the middle of the nation, we feel. Uh, but on the outer ends, we do think it's going to actually run above normal, the east and the northwest. So the periphery, you know, around that kind of draw a circle in well, the middle. Well, I, I think of the omega, around. you know, like when you think about the omega pattern or where you have, like, if you got the ridge in the west and maybe yeah. the ridge in the east. Well, that's the thing, too, Regina. We're not, we're not looking for a high pronounced ridge in the middle of the nation which you typically get the great plains higher and things. Right. it's actually going to be more shifting we're going to see a little bit of that in western canada we're going to see it down in southwest in new mexico in mexico but not centered too much over the plains. right it's space. like inverted exactly <laughs> so like inverted. so we're looking at some different things going on here this year that uh i think that you know for some you know maybe you know it's going to be okay if it's not too extremely hot in like a place like dallas more people will be outside and doing things. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. The only thing is, is how wet is it going to be? It could be wet, pretty wet early on. And then for the Northeast, last year, not as hot. We didn't get many dry days. Uh, we're going to probably see a little bit more of that. I think finally once we get past May, we'll start to you know, get some string of drier days put together, and then people will be able to enjoy uh, the summer season, unlike last year, was pretty tough planning your vacations. Right, it was. And then just mowing the lawn. You oh. had to do it like every other day. I was, I was, I was so exhausted by October. I mean, I was right. like, I don't want to even see this thing. And I hope it comes out late. And it did. It came out late this late uh, this year. We were like three weeks late in cutting the lawn here. So. Yeah, right. But, um, oh. Was, I was done. Yeah. And my lawnmower went was, through repairs like crazy last I year, I know, too. and it was, like, muddy. They get stuck in the muck. So so in the Northeast, you're saying we're going to have more occasions of maybe yeah. some dry, sunny weather. What about the Southeast? Uh, the Southeast, it's different, too. The Carolinas were pretty wet last year. Uh, I think they're a little bit drier this year and a little bit hotter as well. It's west of there as you get into uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, maybe Alabama as well. They'll have to deal with still some persistent showers and thunderstorms, at least in the first half of the season. And then you got to watch the tropics, of course, as you get into August and uh, early September. But at this point, I think the Carolinas looking a little bit better this summer. I'm not looking for dry drought, full-fledged or anything right, like that. Right, just I'm improvements just, compared just improvement. to last year. Exactly. Um, and, you know, even as we're sitting down having this conversation, we've got – significant storms and heavy rainfall texas oklahoma mm -hmm. this week up into mississippi you know northern mississippi River, you know the flooding and everything there so kind of where that is that setup is is also the area you're concerned about yeah here's a couple things uh to note about this um upper level systems uh they, they you tend to start easing back as you get into the summer season. We think that's actually going to linger a little longer mm. in June. And if you notice, we haven't had a lot of severe weather in Tornado Alley over the past several years. It's been in the news about how it's shifted. There's some you know ideas that it may be shifting into a new direction. 
But this year, so far, we're starting to see more action in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. A lot of it is because the pattern is very sluggish to change. Mm-hmm. And again, if we don't have a big high developing in the plains and these upper lows keep coming in, the severe weather threat is going to continue in that area. And that's where we're kind of focusing on. Another thing, too, is we had some late season snow in the four parts of the Four Corners region. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a correlation factor there that when it's pretty wet, the upper high doesn't develop very well in the in the plain states, and that kind of hurts the monsoonal setup for August and September. So we may see it wet early on in the summer, but maybe less wet, believe it or not, oh, later really? in the season. I mean, not dry, right? but it may not be your typical deluge that we would see in the interior southwest later. So they may get some, some summer uh, later in the summer. I'm a little, oh, concern- I'm a little okay. more concerned about California, Nevada with tropical moisture, but you know, New Mexico, Colorado, maybe their summer's coming in the second half. And mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest, what are, you, what are you thinking specifically there? That's where we're kind of higher confidence on because we do feel that it's going to dry out and get hotter there. It and was like that last summer. Yes, and there's an area of long-term drought that kind of hung on a little longer, even though we got hit pretty good here this mm-hmm. past winter and spring. A little piece uh, kind of hung on in parts of Oregon and Washington, and I think that will intensify that drought area as we get into uh, later into the summer months. And then fire season. I mean, it's hard to predict fire seasons mm-hmm. and where the fire is going to be, but that's a more susceptible area to get hit, I think, going into the latter part of the season uh, because I think it is going to be drier and hotter. And they did have um, some growth there from you know the moisture that came in over the winter and spring. Yeah. Do you think uh, that the fact that it was dry and hot there last summer contributes at all to them being drier and hotter this summer? Or just, just just if you can't erase it all, and there was a hard, there's a spot east of the Cascades that didn't get at, hit as hard this mm-hmm. past winter and spring, a lot of times that you just can never get out of that funk. We okay. saw that in California for five, six years. Now, uh, in the contrast, California, there's no drought in the, right. in the state right now, which is unusual for this time of the year, seeing that because we haven't seen that in a while. And so they're looking pretty good, but of course... They've been missing out on some of these upper-level lows. They haven't been as strong there. The, the moisture's been farther east, mm-hmm. so they're drying out. It doesn't take much. So yeah. we're not, not saying that they can't have any fires this year, but it may be a little different season than we've seen in the past few years. Okay. And then um, with the central U.S. and mm-hmm. the concern about the rain and severe weather kind of lingering longer into the start of summer, Yes. Um, what about late summer there? Well, I, I hope— <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's better because we all sit here with our fingers. Well, crossed. I'm I'm really concerned about the planting uh, in some of these places like in Iowa and Illinois. Yeah, right they now. cannot. Oh yeah. my gosh, the, they can't. The, get the fields into the are fields. pretty bad now. These mm-hmm. guys are miracle workers. I I mean, they'll find a way to get things as done. As soon as they get a window. Yeah, they get a window. They're they're on it. But I still think they're going to have some problems. And I I think the second half it, it it improves a little bit, but I don't think it's great. I still think it's coolish mm-hmm. and unsettled still into july as well so compared to normal compared to normal so i think they still got it's not going to be completely dry there now far northern plains there's a chance that some dry air may come in from canada and affect you know north dakota they didn't get as hit as hard as south dakota did it was a big contrast there so there may be some um you know some dryness there but other than that, I think it's still still kind of back and forth in the plane, in the uh, Midwest and Plains. All right. Well, thanks so much for breaking it down for us, Paul. We always appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad I'm here. I love coming here. Great. Yeah, Keep inviting me, you. Andy. Keep inviting me, Andy. Go ahead. Compliment him, Andy. We, we like that Andy always gives compliments to everyone.
Paul, you're fantastic. He's our Paul. I want it real. I want to hear it sound real, <laughs> it's not be fake. Sincere, cause sincere, because if real. you tell us all we're don't, fantastic, we're never going to believe it. Don't put the radio voice on. <laughs> Give it to me real. You don't want to hear my real voice. <laughs> and of course, you can find the full uh, 2019 summer forecast available right now on AccuWeather.com. And I'm sure we're going to have you back in sometime soon. Well, yeah, if it's going well, you can have me back soon, all right? <laughs> if none of it worked out, then we'll call I'll, you back in, in and hi- say, Paul, what happened? I'll be in hiding if, you, <laughs> if it's going the other way. Thanks, right. Paul. Thanks. And be sure to tune in next week because we are going to be talking to our meteorologist, Dan Kudlowski. He's our hurricane expert, and we're going to get the 2019 hurricane forecast. And not only that, we'll be talking to Chris Homan. He's the chief meteorologist at WTVD in Raleigh-Durham. And that's an area, obviously, that can be impacted by hurricanes. So we'll be talking to him about his expertise and his experience dealing with hurricanes in that area. That's right. And before we get out of here for this week, of course, May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. So we're going to find out how you can keep yourself prepared and safe from melanoma with this week's AccuWeather Ready. May is the beginning of nice weather each year. Snow's pretty much gone, flowers are starting to bloom, and people begin to enjoy more outdoor activities. But tempting though it may be to spend a lot of time outside, too much time in the sun can be dangerous. May is also Skin Cancer Awareness Month. Skin cancer, defined by the fact that it starts on the skin, is more common in the United States than all other human cancers combined. Initially, skin cancer is not symptomatic, meaning spots on the skin won't necessarily itch or hurt. There are many different types of skin cancer, but the three most common include basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, and melanoma. Basal cell carcinoma is the most common type of skin cancer with an estimated 2 to 4 million cases in the United States each year and is easiest to treat. The second most common type of skin cancer is squamous cell carcinoma, which occurs in approximately 1 million people in the U.S. per year. It also tends to not spread. Melanoma is the least common of the three types, but appears in over 90,000 people in the U.S. every year, killing about 9,000 people. The less common, melanoma is more aggressive and deadly than any other type of skin cancer and does spread. Skin cancer is easily treated by surgical removal if detected early, even with melanoma. People who are fair-skinned, blonde, or red-haired, freckled, or have a family history of melanoma are encouraged to visit a dermatologist yearly. Everyone should check their own skin at least once a month for moles and other marks and spots using the five-step ABCDE system. If any of these things are true, go see a dermatologist. A is for asymmetry. Picture slicing the spot in half, and if the two sides don't look symmetrical, go to a dermatologist. B is for border. If the border of a spot is jagged, scalloped, or irregular, go to a dermatologist. C is for color. If the spot has more than one shade of brown in it, go see a dermatologist. D is for diameter. If the spot is larger than a pencil eraser size, 6 millimeters, go see a dermatologist. And E is for evolution. If the spot evolves over time, changing in size, shape, or color, go see a dermatologist. To minimize cancer risk, minimize your exposure to the sun, use SPF when you're out in the sun, and wear hats or other protective clothing when you are outside. And remember, protection from the sun is a year-round matter, not just in May. 
For more safety and preparedness tips, go to AccuWeather.com ready. For AccuWeather, I'm Holly Holdren. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to AccuWeather's Everything Under the Sun, giving you the stories behind the weather and so much more. New episodes every Thursday. Just search for AccuWeather on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or visit AccuWeather.com slash podcast.